Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day today, and if any of you guys looked at the site overnight, we were busy migrating it all night long and got everything transitioned over to the all-new updated website. I highly encourage you, and I'd appreciate y'all to check out the site, give me your feedback on it. A lot of different things we've added onto it, not to mention we have the point system now that basically gives you points on your purchases that you can redeem as discounts. We also have auto ship in a two-week, four-week, six-week, and eight-week option. We're going to see how that goes and operates. Again, this is something that we're experimenting with, and so I'd love to get you guys' feedback, anything you guys like or don't like. Obviously, if it's something that's adaptable and we can do, I'd be happy to implement it on the website, but thank you again for your support. Thank you for being patient with us on this. I changed a lot of stuff multiple times that I didn't care for it originally, and so again, we're live. We're active. New website is up and running. Had a couple test orders overnight and a few customers that have been calling this morning working on it. So be sure to check it out. We still have the international DHL shipping that is extremely fast. That option is all integrated in there as well. We also have the expedited shipping for $19.99 that gets it pretty much anywhere in the country for a very reasonable price. We have product of the week on there. And again, a whole lot of other really cool stuff we've been working on and updating. So again, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. And also too, you can check out the product of the week, the updated product of the week, the magnesium brain food that is on the front page. That is the magnesium brain food capsule formula. So, you know, we have the powder formula. We have the capsule formula that we put together last year for the quest of a lot of customers that wanted to have it just in straight capsules. They could throw it in their normal stack and not have to deal with powder. Both of them the exact same formula, just one's powder, one's capsule. So the capsules are on sale for product of the week. So be sure to check those out as well on the website. And if you guys have noticed, it's also mobile-friendly much more optimized. You can pull it up on pretty much any phone platform, any Android, any iPhone, and use it very, very effectively and efficiently. I was using it all last night, making sure everything was going well. So again, be sure to check it out. Give me your feedback on it. I appreciate your patience, and I hope everybody enjoys this. This is going to be a lot easier, a lot more effective, a lot more efficient as placing orders. And again, like I said, we got the rewards points on there that we're going to be doing different types right. of specials with. And so be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And one of the first things that I was looking at in some of the articles overnight, I found this to be very interesting. You know, I didn't realize this until I started to do some more digging today. And quietly, two weeks ago, the FDA came in and quietly approved remdesivir for COVID-19 patients with severe renal impairment. That's one of the most bizarre things. Yeah, that's one of the bizarre things I've ever witnessed. As we know, the research with remdesivir. You can see the support groups online. There are online support groups for people that have lost loved ones due to remdesivir protocol. I'm talking tens of thousands of people that are on these support groups. I was looking at it today, all types of individuals, and the story is almost identical, yet it's obviously unique to each individual person because they lost someone. My condolences to all the families, and whether they lost parents, spouses, siblings, children – it was no way for anybody to go. And the sick part about this was with remdesivir is we knew it was causing renal failure and then going into liver failure and other organ failure. Yet the FDA came in and quietly approved it 
for kidney patients of all people, people that are going through issues as far as with renal impairment, the FDA approved remdesivir from Gilead for the treatment of COVID-19 in patients with severe renal impairment, including those on dialysis making it the first approved antiviral treatment for patients across all stages of renal disease. Now, the crazy part about this, I'm going to do some more digging into this, and I encourage you guys to do the same. The weird part about this is, if you remember, when remdesivir was first rolled out via Anthony Fauci, it was emergency use authorization for COVID-19 patients. This apparently is going beyond and above that is this is actually getting FDA approval. Now, the strange part about this is if they know the main side effect is kidney failure and organ failure from remdesivir, the only logical reason the FDA would approve this and start putting this as standard care for people that are on dialysis and that are having renal failure is that they're trying to basically kill as many people as possible that essentially are already, I guess you could say, on the system in the medical industrial complex with dialysis and other types of renal function. There's no other logical explanation why FDA would approve remdesivir when it even goes back to the clinical trials in 2016, when Gilead tried this on Ebola patients in Africa, and they had to pull half the patients off within the first three to five days because they were going into acute organ failure. And the crazy part about this is when you look at the study that was submitted to the FDA to get this approval, you guys are going to – this is crazy. The Red Pine study evaluated the efficacy and safety of remdesivir in patients with severely reduced kidney function who are hospitalized with COVID-19. The trial enrolled 249 hospitalized adult participants with confirmed COVID-19 and renal impairment. Now, what's interesting about this is it says right here the study closed prematurely due to feasibility issues and was underpowered to assess for efficacy because of lower-than-expected enrollment. There were no new safety signals and no adverse reactions up to five days of remdesivir with 163 patients. This is a downright lie. There is no way 163 patients had no adverse events while they were on remdesivir in the hospital. This is a completely cooked botched study they submitted in order to get their approval for this drug through the FDA now. And again, I know I'm kind of on a rant this morning. I'm going to tear on this, and it's because – and a lot of you guys know this. I had personal people I knew. Ted had personal friends he knew that watched this treatment flat out kill our friends, and I know a lot of you guys had as well. And so this is almost – I guess you could say – I guess you could say that this is almost just a straight slap in the face with the FDA doing this where they know it directly blows the kidneys and the liver out. Yet they're approving it now with full FDA approval. And so, again, this is why it is so important, my friends, to really become educated on a lot of topics, especially if you ever have to go into the hospital and you understand what's going on. You have to know and be educated because these doctors, in some cases, they are being – we saw us during COVID, not all of them. But some of them are being heavily financially incentivized to use these treatments in order to make more profit for the hospital and get bonuses, as we blatantly saw during the COVID pandemic. So please be educated on this topic. If you have friends or loved ones in this situation, they get in this medical industrial complex because the FDA is blatantly telling us right now, 
They're playing for blood. No legitimate reason to actually approve this and get full approval on this drug. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning on this wild rant this morning? <laughs> well, no, it's a great job, Austin. The, the, the problem is there's too many people out there that have liability exposure because of the use of remdesivir and have been yes. approved. That's what this all boils down to. And yep. there's so many people out there that have been basically killed by this drug that they have to give some type of some type of uh, protocol to it and say, hey, no, we have the research study now showing that it's okay and it's safe, which is like you said, a blatant lie. We know what happened with you know was it 54, 56 percent of the people started having you know organ failure within four to five days on this product. I mean, I have a friend of mine; he basically died, and I warned him when he went into the hospital. This is why I get so frustrated when people tell me that the COVID's not real. It's it just aggravates me. If you have an impaired immune system or if you have morbid obesity or you have some type of other disorder and you're sick, these types of you know viral compounds they have released on us from a bioweapon standpoint are extremely deadly. And they can put you in the hospital, and when they put you in the hospital, then they give you the death blow with the remdesivir and the lack of proper treatment and isolating you and all the other crazy stuff that happens. But I talked to my, my friend went in having a hard time breathing. It's been a couple of years ago now in the middle of all of this crazy stuff with COVID. And I warned him and his wife before we went to the hospital, no matter what you do, do not let them put you on remdesivir. It's going to cause horrible, horrible problems, you know, with breathing, et cetera, et cetera, and with your organs, et cetera, et cetera. And bless his heart, he didn't know any better. And he went in. The first thing they did, it was the treatment protocol. They put him on remdesivir. Then he started having all kinds of health problems, you know, on the remdesivir, almost died. And then basically they took him off of it because he couldn't handle it. And they put him on intravenous vitamin C, according to him, is what he told me. And I haven't seen his records or his charts. And then right after that, they put him back on the remdesivir again. And, of course, that finished him. And then I spoke at his funeral. I mean, this is just a nightmare when I see this stuff. And then people say, well, it's not real. It's not a real virus. It is a real virus. But the real bioweapon is the shot. The real bioweapon is the remdesivir, in my opinion. The real bioweapon is the shot, in my opinion. The drug, the, the, red, the, 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 the actual virus product, again, if you were older, if you had comorbidities or you were obese, it was deadly to you. But again, they attacked the old people. They want to make sure they try to get as many people off Social Security and off government assistance as possible. They're no longer producing units. So you have to understand something. They don't want you going out and playing golf the rest of your life when you're 65. They don't want you doing that. They want you continuing to slave labor. They want you to continue to have to work. They want you to continue to have to do everything you're not wanting to do for the rest of your life and you want to have a vacation kind of attitude about your life. They don't want that. They want you to be a producing member of society, paying your fair share of income tax. Har, 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 har. That's what they want. And that's the problem. And now that they've got the Social Security stuff set up from FDR, you know, because before it wasn't like that. People had to save money or their family had to pick them up when they were 65 or when they retired or they basically had to be on a pension. But they didn't have the ability to go in and be on the government's toll, you know, for the rest of their life with Social Security being paid into the government doles, tolls, you know, for, you know, for decades upon decades. I know Sharon passed away last year. You know, she was 66 years old when she passed away, 65 years old when she passed away. And she ended up basically got never got a penny of Social Security, not a penny. Not a single solitary cent was paid to her for any of that, with all the money that she had paid in. And so a lot, there are a lot of people like that that happens. You know, they basically get to a situation where they're given, you know, they pay all this money in and they pass away. I have another friend of mine. His father was 65 years old and he retired and he died on his 65th birthday. And you see it over and over again. They don't want you being on Social Security for 20 or 30 years. They don't want that. And I'm, I'm going to stop for one second and say one more thing. To me, you know, I still, you know, work and help to, you know, to run Health Masters. I still do the podcast every day. And it's given me a purpose, you know, after Sharon's passing. And it's given me a purpose before Sharon's passing as far as keeping me proactive and keeping me busy. 
to me, retiring and not being able to do God's work for my life doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, I would really not have a problem playing golf. I don't really care for golf that much, but I would not mind doing it a little bit and being in a retirement time of mode. But I want to continue to be productive and do the things that God wants me to do. I want to be right in the middle of God's will for my life. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, what makes you nervous? And they said, not much. And they said, well, do you ever get nervous? And I said, well, I'm a pilot. I said, pilots really don't get that nervous about stuff where you shouldn't be flying a plane anyhow. And they said, well, what makes you nervous? And I said, my, the thing that makes me nervous is being outside of God's perfect will for my life. That, that makes me nervous. And see, and that's the thing that we all should be doing. If God's will for you and you really believe this and the Holy Spirit tells you this is for you to retire and sit around all day and watch TV and play golf, that's your choice. It is. Or maybe it's going to be to get more involved with your church. Maybe it's going to be able to get more involved with your family. I don't know. Those are things that you're going to have to answer through the Holy Spirit and pray about all the time. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. It was absolutely a good prayer session. And, you know, and I just want you to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for dealing with the new website. I got it. It's a new website. Everybody doesn't, you know, everybody says, oh, something new here or whatever. If you have any need any help, you can always call Steve and ask him to help walk you through it. But try to go ahead and get through it yourself to start with. It should be easier to use once you get used to seeing it and, do, you know, working through it. So we worked, you know, gosh, it took almost a year to get the thing put together. But all we're trying to do now at this point in time in our lives, in my, my life and Austin's life, is to serve God, obey his commandments, and do, us, do what he wants us to do. And so that's the, he, that's the thing that we have to all look at. You know, what are you doing? What's it doing to you? And is that okay? I'm going to repeat that. What are you doing? What's it doing to you? And is that okay? So we have to ask ourselves, you know, are we serving God? Or are we serving man? And, you know, I understand that we've got to pay bills. We all have to pay bills. But I've got multiple friends now that have breast cancer. And they're not in good shape. They're in bad shape. And the sad part about all of this stuff is, is breast cancer is one of those types of cancers that is more easily preventable than it is to treat it. You know, aluminum chlorhydrate, antiperspirant, deodorants under the armpits, you know, basically massively increase the risks of, you know, breast cancer. And, you know, we've seen that repeatedly in the studies with aluminum in the tissues of breast cancer patients, hydrogenated oils, trans fats, coffee. Say that again, coffee increases the risks of breast cancer because it contains a compound called the methylxanthine, which has been shown to increase the risk of fibroid tumors in breast cancer. People say, well, well, the, well, the research says that you can go ahead and drink coffee and it's healthy for you. Okay, whatever. I'm just telling you what it does. Alcohol massively increases the risk of breast cancer. Well, it's all right. Drink wine every once in a while. I like to drink wine. Just do whatever you want to do. Just, I'm not going to argue with you about this this morning. It's one of those mornings I'm kind of in a funny mood today. Just do what you want to do, but realize that coffee and alcohol and cigarette smokes and antiperspirant deodorants are going to increase the risk of breast cancer. It's one of those things that if you want to do it, whatever. That's why I like green tea. I, I got away from coffee a long time ago. I don't. I would never use antiperspirant deodorants again, ever. Forget it. I'd rather stink. Oop, I can't believe I said that, Austin. But I mean, I mean, of course, my sense of smell is not that great. Anyhow, so I guess it wouldn't matter to me anyhow. But that I use our deodorant. It's magnesium chloride. It works absolutely great. Best deodorant I've ever used. And of course, I can't say that, but I guess Austin tells me that because my sense of smell is not that great. <laughs> and so it's just, it is what it is. And so the thing about it, I, don't, I, won't put, I won't put fluoride in my body. I use non-fluoride toothpaste. And all of these things, when we kind of look at them and stop and look at them, you kind of go, well, really, is, is that something that, you know, you need to do? Well, you don't need to do anything, you know, but should you do things? You know, I, I've, got, I've got a friend right now. You know, she's, 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 I said all the news is bad news about her breast cancer. I mean, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, you know, she, she's been obese for most of her life. She's eaten junk food most of her life. She's a great lady. I love her. She's a good friend, but she's not been taking care of herself her whole life. And now she's dealing with this. And the thing about it is, is that, 
you know, it's the pound of prevention, you know, is worth the hundred pounds of cure. That's what it boils down to. It really is. I mean, you got to take care of yourself as you are young. When you're feeling great and you're looking great and you've got tremendous energy, that's when you start making the healthy lifestyle choices. You start saying, well, I like that. You know, I've got a daughter right now. All she wants to do is eat junk food. You know, I can't help that. She, you know, she's 20 years old. She doesn't want to do anything as far as eating healthy. She just doesn't want to take supplements. You know, you say, so well, that's happening to you too? Yeah, it is. But there's nothing I can do about that prior, you know, without getting in some giant argument with her. But the reality is, is that's her choice. But see, those are the choices that we make that echo for our entire lifetime when we eat junk and hydrogenated oils and trans fats and we eat oils and all the other stuff. And she's got a constant problem with her face breaking out. And I tell her, if you stop eating the junk, your face will stop breaking out. You know, Sharon, when she was alive, used to talk to her about it all the time. But you've got to be convicted. Now, I guess you say, well, I can't believe your kids are like that. Well, they are. Now, three out of four of my kids eat real clean. But, but the 20-year-old doesn't. So the reality is, is that is that mean that she'll never eat clean? Well, no, I hope she does. But the reality is right now she's causing problems for herself down the road. You know, Twinkies and ding-dongs and cupcakes, oh my, right? You eat all that junk when you're little and you try to build a body on stuff that has no nutrient density. Your cells, your cells are going to be weak. They're going to wear out very quickly. And as they get replaced, they're going to get worn out, get replaced with worn out cells that are even weaker. And you age really, really fast. You know, we, some, some theorists say that we only have X amount of cell division possible in our bodies. And after that, we basically, you know, because of telomere length, that we basically just check out because of our, you know, because of DNA, because our, we have a time stamp on us. Well, if you have a time, if, you, if you're trying to keep a cell alive for a year, you have to replace it every three months or four months or five months because it's so old and wore out when it's built, that, then that shortens your lifespan by 50% if you have to replace it half twice as often. That's how I see it. That's why so many people have such a huge difference as far as they age. You know, you go to a class reunion. Some people look like they're 40 years old. Some people look like they're 80 years old. I mean, I've seen it at my own class reunions. A lot of people died. I had a, my, my class president came over yesterday, good friend of mine. I mean, love the brother. His name's Mike. And uh, we sat there and I talked with his wife. And he was reading me a list of all the people that are dead from my class. I mean, it's a boatload of them, you know? And you think, how in the heck did that happen? I mean, why are so many people sick and so many people still healthy? And why do so many people age at different levels? It's because of the choices they make. It's epigenetics. If you force your body to eat junk, it will stay alive because the calories are there, but it will not produce good cells. And your cell structure is going to get weaker and weaker and weaker as you get older until finally your body just gives up and says, I can't do this anymore. And you come down with some type of degenerative disease like cancer. You see it over and over again. And I remember when I had the clinic, I get so frustrated, Austin, because I'd have people come in. And I knew their lifestyle choices, their diet were causing all their health issues. I try to help them with their health issues. I try to help them with their lifestyle choices. We read body chemistry analysis on them and would find out they had certain issues that were wrong with them. But I couldn't get them to change in many cases. And I finally realized that these are all part of, I guess, that rules of engagement we have on this planet. Everybody has freedom of will. And freedom of will is rough. It really is. Because a lot of times you have to sit there and watch your loved ones poison themselves one forkful at a time. Or take so many drugs that they poison themselves with all the drugs. They have all these horrible interactions. I had, I had a man come in one time, had all these health problems. He brought in a bag of drugs he was on, prescription drugs. There were 25 drugs his doctors had put him on to manage all of the side effects from all the other prescriptions. And none of these drugs like that have been tested together like that in a double-blind study. Nobody knew what they were going to do. So I told him, I said, I can't take you off prescription drugs. I said, you'll need to go back to the doctor who you basically got these drugs from and find an alternative or get off this mess. But the reality is, is that they have no idea what they're doing to you. I've seen it. I had another friend of mine 
He was on like seven or eight different psychotic medications, all these different drugs. He went to a clinic up in Atlanta. He's having all these mental issues. And he basically went to the clinic and they started putting him on one drug and another drug and another drug. So he got so point to the point he was so drugged up that he had to go through a detox facility. And then right after he got out of the detox facility, he shot himself, committed suicide. And you go, what the heck? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. These drugs have horrible side effects. Look at the black box warnings. If they say they cause suicide, that means they're telling you they cause suicide. And so you need to avoid products like that to the best of your ability. If you're on products like that right now that have black box warnings, go to your doctor and help him get him to help you to titrate yourself off of those. If that's the best treatment protocol for you, if that's you want to do with him, I'm not going to get involved with telling you what to do with any of that stuff because the side effects, especially on the benzodiazepines are so bad. So be very, very, very careful. And I guess just to kind of turn into a fireside chat on health today, but everybody's responsible, you know, for their own health. They really are. And now let's talk about some other stuff now. Uh, Bill Barr is now saying, by the way, I can't stand Bill Barr. You know, Trump picked some really crappy people that he put into positions of power. Bill Barr is one of them, in my opinion. Bill Barr says that the First Amendment will not protect Donald Trump from charges of trying to overturn the election. Free speech does not entitle you to engage in a fraudulent conspiracy. Wow. Bill Barr was Donald Trump's attorney general from February 2019 till December of 2020. The pair clashed over the election results. Barr, who was attorney general of George H.W. Bush, should have told Trump everything about not putting him back into power, has been blistering in his criticism of Trump actions on January the 6th. On Wednesday, Barr said Trump did not have First Amendment protection against Tuesday's indictment on election interference charges. You know, I don't even know what to say about that. I think it's complete nonsense. I think anybody should be able to say anything they want to say. Now, should Trump have called together a group of patriots to go to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th to protest the election and then encouraged them to go to the Capitol building, all of the above, absolutely not. He should have done that because, quite frankly, he didn't back them up. You know, you tell somebody to do something, you better have their back. You tell somebody to do something, you're a president of the United States, and they get arrested, you better have pardons waiting for them, period. I'm just telling you that. I, I, I'm so Trump, – Trump is so compromised. It's unbelievable to me. I personally think he's a high-level Mason like his father probably was. And all these guys are basically working and being told what to do by their other high-level crony Masons. I mean this, this whole thing to me is nauseating that we're in a situation like this where we have politics like this. I can tell you right now Donald Trump is not going to go to prison. It ain't going to happen. This, is whole, this whole thing is kabuki election fraud theater that we're all having to deal with right now. It's all about getting the Trump people riled up, getting more people to come to Trump's rallies, getting more people to give money to Trump, to give more division, more division, more division to the United States to create more and more conflict with all the people that are here. Trump's not going to prison. He's a former president of the United States, for heaven's sakes. I would be surprised if Trump got back in the office and pardoned himself or Joe Biden pardoned him. It's just, it's gonna be a, it's just, a, it's just a show. You know what they do and how they act and how they live, and, and, and to me, it's just it's absolutely nauseating. By the way, I'm gonna change topics here. So this is kind of dark this morning. Uh, well, this is not really a light topic either. Uh, crocodile fears mount after a brutal fatal attack with warning to keep eyes closed on small children and pets. A crocodile has been spotted eating a small dog in a Florida canal, causing horror and upset among the residents. The creature ate a pet pug. Why it looked? Uh, locals looked on in horror. Members of the community are now calling for increased safety measures in the area. The incident happened near Lake Shepherd, about 15 miles south of Cape Canaveral. It had his dogs. He ate the dog. I don't even talk about that. But the reality is, is that sometimes they say these things are basically crocodiles. Sometimes they're alligators. And I guess they could be crocodiles here in the United States, but they're more from South and Central America. But it doesn't make any difference. They're crocodiles and alligators or reptiles, and they eat mammals. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, you have hair. 
and you are a mammal if you're listening to the show today, and they like to eat mammals. And so we got to avoid these types of animals at all costs, and that's why to me, as far as I'm concerned, call me politically incorrect. I could care less at this point in my life. Every alligator over the size of three to four feet in freshwater lakes and streams in Florida and the southeastern United States, if they're a danger to human beings, if they're not in some type of captivity at a zoo somewhere, needs to be euthanized or basically moved or whatever, period, or turned into luggage. They make really nice boots. I like alligator boots. They're pretty cool looking. And they make really nice briefcases too. But as far as sitting around and basically eating you and your children and your pets, why do we want to live with T-Rexes? You know, there's a reason that T-Rexes and humans never appeared at the same time on this planet. Unless the Nephilim did all that and the fallen angels did all that and they got wiped out during the flood. Who knows? But the reality is this. I don't want to walk around with a 50-foot T-Rex wanting his next meal, looking at me like I'm some type of or, sorry, I'm some type of hors d'oeuvre. I mean, what, why do we want to live like that? Why do we want a 20-foot crocodile or alligator swimming in our freshwater lakes, looking at our children or our pets or, our, or us as, as, as their next meal? These are reptiles. You can't reason with them. You can't talk to them. You can't have a conversation with them and say, please don't eat me today. If they decide they're going to eat you and they're 20 feet long and they weigh 1,500 pounds and they can catch you, there's not much you can do, period. So just be careful if you're in the freshwater streams and lakes here in central Florida or in Florida or in the southeast. Or years ago, I was in Costa Rica. We went to this national park in Costa Rica, and we drove through the open gates, and we were with another couple, and we actually drove across a couple of real shallow streams or a couple inches thick, and there's a big black pond. And uh, it was the guy who was with me was from California. He wasn't used to alligators, and he said, let's go swimming in the pond. I said, absolutely not. We don't know what's in the pond. He goes, oh, no, no, there's nothing in that pond. I'm like, you have no idea. We're in a national park. You have no idea what's in that pond. And so I said, I'm not doing that. I said, this is, that's just, just folly. I'm not doing that. I've been in Florida too long. Well, as we left, the game ranger caught us coming out of the gates. and wanted to look at our trunks to find out if we had taken a parrot or a monkey or something. I guess I can't remember, which is nonsense. But we, we opened our trunks. And then I asked him, I said, how about the crocodiles? He goes, oh, yeah, those black ponds are filled with crocodiles. I said, oh, that's nice. Guys, be careful when you're swimming in freshwater streams and ponds in Florida, especially if the alligators have not been kept in check. We've got a lake here in central Florida called Lake Jessup. And for some reason, the environmentalists decided to dump all of the alligators that were trapped into Lake Jessup. And now this thing's a giant sewer pit with, filled with huge reptiles. They have to send out tags every single year. People try to get these giant animals out of Lake Jessup. Would it have been easier just to euthanize these animals before they got put in Lake Jessup? What do you think, Austin? <laughs> See, if they did that, I wouldn't get the pleasure of hunting these things every year. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right, and it's funny to me because a lot of the environmentalists and tree huggers and animal lovers, which I get it. There's some people that say, "Oh, you know, we need to protect certain species," and we do. We can't hunt them to full extinction. They're already protected, so get over it. And the people that constantly talk about this and say, "Oh no, this needs to stop. This is inhumane." Listen, guys, those people have never been in the water with 10 and 12 foot gators before. And people go, well, you know, it's their habitat. Well, guess what? We all live in the same habitat. So when you have apex predators that are cold-blooded reptiles, figure out how you're going to handle it and then come talk to me because I can't stand it when people speak with the confidence that's commonly associated with ignorance when they talk about gator protection and how we need to leave them alone. Go talk to the family that had their four-year-old son drug in the water and killed in Disney World. That was horrific. My condolences still go out of the family. I can't imagine how bad that was over there. And yet now, 
Anytime you go anywhere in the Orlando area, they have giant signs around every body of water. There are alligators in this water. Do not go in the water. Do not pet the gators. Do not feed the gators. Do not harass the gators. Do not approach the gators. Thank you for your cooperation. So again, just something to throw out there. There's a little FYI, something to be aware of when you're down here in Florida. Also, too, in other news, this is something very interesting. I was watching this, this article in this video, and it was from a British activist. Piers Corbin. Now, some people like him. Some people don't like him. Sometimes they say he's a loud mouth. I don't care what your opinion is on him. I found this to be very interesting because he did this to prove a point. So he went to Aldi's in Greenwich. This is over in the UK. And if you guys know, Aldi's, especially over in Europe and UK, is at the forefront of turning everything into a cashless store. They've got a whole program now. This is where he went. They, you have to get the Aldi's app just to get in the store with a QR code. Then apparently Pierce Corbin got in without doing this somehow. And then essentially he went to buy something and they said, there is no cash accepted here. You have to use your app. You have to scan what you buy. And then you basically process it and it charges your card remotely through your phone. And he said, no, I'm buying a pint of strawberries. I'm not using an app. I'm not using my phone. I'm not using a credit card. It's one dollar and ninety cent or one dollar ninety pounds, one one point nine oh, two dollars and forty three cents essentially. And he said, I'm offering the exact amount of money here. I'm paying legal tender and I'm leaving with the store. And then he forcibly bypassed the exit tolls after he paid for it. Of course, the store employees went absolute bonkers, called law enforcement, said he had shoplift, and it was unknown whether or not I haven't seen the video whether or not he was arrested for this. But ironically enough, it was funny to me for the aspect of that's where we're going at. And he did this again to prove a point. And I'm not encouraging people to go into stores and shoplift. So don't try to quote me on any of this stuff. But he didn't shoplift. He put the money on the counter, the exact change with tax, said, I'm buying a pint of strawberries and I'm leaving. They said, You can't do that. You have to do it on your phone. He said, No, I'm leaving. And then he left after he paid. And what's interesting about this is, and he, he talked later on, he said essentially with the danger of this surveillance state taking control of our currency, for all freedom lovers, the whole thing should be a hard no. This is not okay. And he's exactly right. This is where they're rolling this very slowly. And Dad's talked about this in detail now. A lot of times you go to these self-checkouts, and they don't even have cash dispensers anymore. The self-checkouts are all credit card now. And there's like one or two lines to go through as far as it will handle – you know, a teller with an in-person cashier that actually has a cash register. And people constantly keep going, well, it's more convenient and it's easier or it's safer. And I'm more protected if I use this and I use that. The answer to all that is for only a short period of time, because those who give up freedom for safety deserve neither. And that's exactly what we're watching here now is more and more people keep, oh, I, I need to be safe. I need to be protected. You need to take care of me. Oh, no, it's, 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 for, it's for the greater good. No, it's not. What they're doing is they're getting everything poised to no longer be able to have any type of anonymous transactions. And people go, well, what are you trying to hide? Absolutely nothing. Everything I do is for a lawful purpose. But what I'm saying is that is my right to say I don't want my stuff tracked. If I want to go into a store and pay with a $20 bill and leave, that is my right to do so, to be able to purchase goods freely and travel freely unmolested on my way. That's the concept that I was laughing about the other day. I was reading an article, and they were talking about how driving and traveling is basically a privilege. You know, you hear it to say before, oh, well, you know, driving and getting a driver's license is a privilege. No, it's not. 
That's a concept that they have continually ingrained in people's minds. Being able to travel freely unmolested on your way is not a privilege. That is a God-given right. Do you think any of the settlers, Western times, early in Americans, you think they came out and said, you need to get a driver's license to go ride a horseback at five, six, seven years old? Do hmm? you ever recall reading any of that? The answer was no. There was no privilege in riding a horse. It was if you could keep the horse fed and take care of the horse – you use the horse. You rode the horse. You utilize the horse. You work with the horse. Being able to travel, being able to do transit with one another, that is not a privilege. That is a God-given right, and people have to start remembering that because when I watched during COVID, people so many times kept bringing up this concept of, well, it's a privilege. They're allowed to do it. We'll allow you to go out and go to the store, but your curfew's at 8 o'clock. So what? COVID comes out at 8.01? The Big bad boogeyman COVID shows up at 801, roaming through the town. You've got to be in your house with the lights off, with the doors locked. 801, COVID's going to get you. The concept was moronic at best. But again, it was to utilize and to ingrain that ideology in people's minds that you don't have a right to travel freely. You don't have a right to go do what you want outside. You have to be basically at the mercy of of the overlords in the government who tell you when you're allowed to go do things, when you're allowed to open your business back up, when you're allowed to breathe freely without a mask, when you're allowed to go travel again. The entire concept was about building submission and control. People really have to understand that because once you realize the psychological warfare aspect of it, you start really understanding what they're doing with this and how it's so important to really be vocal and continue to get the truth out there. There was an article that I was reading earlier here. It was talking about the National Education Association last week. This is the largest teachers union in the United States issued guidances on the use of activist symbols in public school classrooms. A part of their advice to teachers, they recommended violating a lot of district they recommend violating district and state rules and hanging up such things as pride flags and BLM flags. This is generally cited as a means to start a conversation, in quotations is what they said, as a way for teachers to circumvent school rules. They might not be able to spend each day spending lessons on what concepts, but if a child asks questions about a flag in the room, they can provide context. The NEA has been one of the most primary driving forces behind the intrusion of woke ideology in the public school settings. Around 97% of their political funding goes towards Democratic candidates. And they're obsessed with grooming children into the leftist fold with lessons focused on critical race theory, gender fluid propaganda, socialism, all of it. If you want to know where the sudden surge in social justice cultism came from in terms of American children, leftist teachers and the NEA are to blame. So be aware of this. The National Education Association is the main driving force. We've talked about this before. They're infiltrated heavily with communists. And I, I'm not saying that sarcastically. They really are communists. This is why they're pushing Marxist ideology. This is why dad brought it up when he talked about the Frankfurt School in that meeting in 2001 when he was directly addressing multiple of the Polk County School Board members, a couple of them which, as we pretty much have found, is assuming they're hardcore communists because of the ideology they've constantly been promoting. 
So be aware of this and look at other alternatives sometimes when it comes to school education with your kids. There's a lot of different options out there now, and I get it. Some people are dealing with work or business or finances or travel, and so it's very difficult sometimes. But remember, usually there's always more ways to think outside the box in some cases. There are numerous private schools that have been popping up, a lot of Christian schools that have been starting to expand, numerous you know, homeschool-style co-ops, private education co-ops, lots of different options out there. So it's just something to think of, especially if you have children or you're planning on having kids. Think outside the box sometimes. Same thing goes when it comes to this obnoxious push to try to get these children injected. I talked to a friend the other day. And they were starting to wake up a little bit. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm acquainted with them. I don't talk to them a ton. But they were asking me about childhood shot schedules. They said, have you, any of your kids had any shots? And I said, absolutely not. And he goes, well, what about, you know, when they go to school? I said, well, they're, they're privately, you know, schooled, homeschool co-op. I said, they're not going to public school. And he goes, that's interesting because they, they had like a, a 16, I think 16 or 18-month-old. And they said, well, I haven't really done any of the shots either. You know, they had a couple at birth that I didn't really want, and they did it. But I started to learn more, and I've questioned it. And he goes, I don't know what to do when they go to school or they go to daycare. I said, well, you can look at a religious exemption in the state of Florida. I said, that's very easy to get. And I said, and here's the next thing about it. I said, if your kids are going to school at four or five years old, that's just a concept that you're dabbling with right now. I said, why are you in a rush to inject them with all types of different shots if they need their shots to get into school at four or five and they're 16 months old right now? I said, if you really are concerned, you're really unsure, I said, just wait. I said, there's no rush. I said, this concept that these children with zero developed immune system have to get dozens, dozens of injections. You can look up the shot schedule on the CDC if you don't believe me. Dozens of shots after month after month after month after month. What's the point of that? What's, what's the reasoning behind it? There's been no long-term efficacy as far as showing that these shots somehow prevent transmission or getting these certain ailments in the future. They simply go with the next booster, the next booster, the next booster. The same concept they're doing now with the tridemic or tri- tridemics, what they're talking about, triple demic with the flu and rem- or an RSV and with COVID now. They're all together. You all need to get your shots. What we've blatantly already seen, and this has been proven numerous times now, is the immune system of individuals who have gotten these shots over and over and over again are massively downregulated. They're having a hard time even fighting common colds now. This is exactly what happens to young children when you overstimulate and overpush their immune system for years and years with these injections. So again, if you're having kids, if you're looking at having kids, if you already have kids, just do some research on it. Do your own research and make your own decision. If you decide this is something I really want to do and I want to inject them with formaldehyde and mercury and aborted fetal cell tissue and aluminum and all these shots, that's up to you. I don't agree with it, but that's your choice. But again, make an educated choice. That's the biggest takeaway that I always talk about all the time now because these kids are some of the most valuable assets as far as our family that we have. And at a young age, it's so important to protect them. For example, this is ironic. The you can't even come up with a definition as far as of how ironic this is now. The former ABC News reporter, if you guys remember back years ago, and I think it was 2017, when the ABC came out and completely tried to debunk Pizzagate. 
talking about the pedophilia ring in New York and all the stuff as far as the terminology with pizza being used as far as referencing children. A lot of the weird stuff, if you guys look into that, I'm not going to get into it on the show right now, so I'm just going to get really mad. I'm just going to be honest with you. You could do your own research with Pizzagate. But if you remember, there was an ABC News reporter who was hailed, James Meek, who bragged, who was hailed about debunking evidence of the elite pedophile ring dubbed Pizzagate. I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's been, it's been, you know, debunked. It's fake news. Snope said it's fake news. James Meek said it's fake news. There is no pedophile ring. Nothing going on. Nothing to see here. James Meek has just been charged with transportation and possession of child sex material after the FBI conducted a raid on the journalist, finding a Dropbox account of sickening child rape materials of minors stored on his accounts. The court papers indicate the investigation began. And when Dropbox reached out to FBI to discuss videos showing sexual abuse of children, the Department of Justice reported images and videos depicting a lot of stuff. I'm not going to bring it up on the show. You guys can read the report. I'll put it on the website. A lot of really disgusting stuff, including the fact that he was using Snapchat to reach out to minors to coerce young minor boys and girls to send sexually explicit images to him. You can't make this up. James Meek now basically being charged for this. This is the guy that told everybody Pizzagate was a hoax. Nothing to see here. There is no pedophile ring. It's complete and total theater. Nothing to see here. My friends, every time these people talk, they're lies. Told you before, my very good friends, previous operator, GRS operator, Airborne Ranger, I flat out asked him, said, what do you what do you what do you think as far as the mainstream media? What do you know about this? He said, everything they tell you, don't believe it. I said, What do you, what about this? He goes, What did I just say? I said, everything don't believe anything they say. He goes, That's what I just said. I said, well, what about this? He goes, What did I just say, Austin? I said, Don't believe anything. He said, Don't believe anything. If it's on the mainstream media, he goes, it's either manipulation, propaganda, fabrication, or downright lies. It's designed to control your mind and control the mindset of everybody that watches it. That's why I've told you guys before, I don't have cable. I don't watch TV. I, don't, I, mean, I got internet for you know streaming if I need something, primarily for work and internet and computer stuff at the house, but I have no need for it. I told you guys this story a couple weeks ago when we were at a resort. I took the kids over there a couple weeks ago, and Shark Week was on. And all of a sudden, in the middle of this you know, terrifying shark experience, 100 feet down in a cage, and it goes to a commercial. And Hunter goes, where'd it go? Why's the show off? I said, oh, this is a propaganda commercial with another pharmaceutical drug company that's trying to encourage people to take more drugs. Why do they do that? Well, they want to increase their profits, and they want to keep people sicker. Why would they want to do that? Because these people are sick, Hunter. That's why you got to be so careful about what you watch and what you listen to. He goes, oh, okay, got it. And this is why it is so important to have open dialogues with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, to continue to encourage them to have an open topic discussion and say, listen, if you want to talk about this, that's okay. I may not agree with you. You may not agree with me, but you've got to be able to have open dialogues and talks about stuff and say, hey, listen, this is something very strange going on. What do you think about this? Because what they constantly have done now for so many years is they pitted one group after another group after another group after another group. And they've got groups now that were once united are now completely dissolved over a few minor disagreements. And that is what they're brilliant at doing from a psychological warfare standpoint with propaganda and the mainstream media. So don't fall prey to that. Continue to get the truth out there. Continue to do your research and continue to encourage one another to do the same. What do you think, Dad? 
You know, Austin, your 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 former government employee basically is telling you the truth. Everything's a lie. And we've covered it so many times on the show where you kind of just go through all of the different things they've told us, and they basically are just never-ending, never-ending lies. And that's, that's the goal. It's like you said. You get certain groups of people together, and they get together, and they start fighting over something stupid. You know, I mean, I remember one time a pastor told us in Lakeland that he was going to redo the church, and people wanted to give him input as far as what color carpeting he needed to use. I'm, I'm not making this up. And he said he wasn't going to do that. He says, if people give me input as far as what color carpeting or what we're going to do here, and I don't do what they tell me to do, they leave the church. I thought over carpeting, uh, yeah, over carpeting, because people get really weird. They want to sit in the same pew every Sunday. They want to control the church. They want to do this. They want to do that. And my response is this: if you got, if you're in a church that you have to basically designate your offering where it needs to go because you're not sure what they're doing with the money because they have their, their books are closed, there's a high possibility probability that you probably need to go to the church and go someplace that you know that you can trust that they're going to do what they need to do. I know Victor Perez this morning sent me a, a couple of days ago sent me a really good sermon that he did out in California. I mean, he covered it all. Black Rock, State Street, Vanguard, talked about oh, I mean, all of it. It was so good. I'm going to post his sermon on the uh, on the Health Masters news feed, news feed today. I mean, I, I watched it. It was about a 40, 30, 40 minute sermon this morning. I thought, wow, this guy's amazing. And he was he was he was actually he was a super nice guy, good friend. He actually came to Sharon's funeral, flew all the way from California for that. And so he's just a wonderful individual. And I'm really blessed to have listened to a sermon this morning. So you guys, when you get a chance, go ahead and go to the Health Masters newsfeed. It'll be up tonight and click on a sermon and listen to it. And it tells you what he's talking about. He's talking about frequencies. He's talking about you'll, – you'll love the sermon. It's really good. It's like like a version of the Ted and Austin Brower show with a few more things thrown in, which I thought was, which was wonderful. By the way, the IG4 antibody class switch has come up now again. And uh, this is something uh, that we need to talk about for a second. You know, are you tired of dealing with COVID and COVID issues and COVID people having all kinds of health problems? Well, so is your immune system. The innate adaptive and complement are all out to lunch, and you're on your own if you've taken a kill shot, especially if you've taken several kill shots. The article goes on to say, over the last few weeks, anybody scientifically inclined has been a buzz about the IG4 class switch that has been observed post-vaccination. I think it's safe to say this caught absolutely everybody by surprise. Neither the mainstream liars nor the resistance seem to have seen this one coming while there were a lot of brilliant scientists that have accurately predicted accurately predicted a lot of what we would see over time i can't think of a single one who saw this particular disaster coming with that it is a disaster if you took covid vaccine you need to read this he goes on to say here's the short version immune reactions are violent corrosive and damaging to the body this is by design this goes an army goes to war the immune system physically fights invading pathogens as the weapons and it causes collateral damage because, of course, a lot of that we know is from antioxidants are being used. I'm not going to get into that as far as oxidation of tissue. Somehow they cause a lot. Immune overreaction is a hallmark of SARS-CoV-2 and among the primary cause of mortality for severe COVID. This is why we suffer inflammation just as your skin will become inflamed if you spill acid on it. So will your blood vessels and organs as your immune systems pour acid on them. Usually that's a good thing. Infected cells often, although not always, need to be destroyed and our immune system are all too happy to oblige. Of course, your immune system does not actually know whether any given foreign body warrants battle stations. This is among the reasons ordinary vaccines are injected along tox- alongside toxic adjuvants. They cause a bit of local mayhem to make sure your body knows this. It's a bad one. And you need to fight it. So you may not be aware that the mRNA vaccines do not come with adjuvants. I suppose they figure the spike protein alone is toxic enough. The, although it does does it does it really okay partially due to this absence this is again i'm reading it like he wrote it when the body is repeatedly exposed to a harmless foreign body such as pollen 
dendritic cells and make a judgment call and begin producing IG4 antibodies. That's great for preventing extreme unnecessary damage that would occur if you were constantly fighting harmless replicating foreign bodies. Now, here's what basically what it says. The situation we find ourselves now is much worse. Not only is nobody home anymore, but the cops are standing by the door guarding the burglars and the IG G4 antibodies acts as press the innate immune system as well as the adaptive ones they bind to the FCY11B complexes on cell surfaces that are variously deactivated and destroy immune responses. They bind to the virus themselves. So what's happening here is this, and what he's saying in this very, very long article is that we're basically in a situation now where our immune system, like Austin said earlier, are massively overloaded, and they're kind of like don't know what to do, and they're sitting on the sidelines, and they are not activating the complete system as far as from an antibody standpoint. People are coming down with common colds now, flu now, and their bodies can't fight it off, and they're dying from this stuff. And this is exactly what we told you was going to happen when people took these shots years ago, that the side effects of the true bioweapon is the shot itself and what it's going to do long-term-wise to the immune system because it down-regulates the immune system. This is a mess. That's why we put together the spike protein survival kit. That's why I tell you, you've got to be taking vitamin C every single day. All right, now I've been taking, you know, four to 5,000 milligrams a day. I bumped it up a little bit because my granddaughter had a cough that she probably caught someplace, you know, with a bunch of her friends, and she kind of spread that around the family a little bit. And so I've increased my vitamin C, and I feel pretty good. But the reality is, is we don't take care of ourselves and keep our immune system strong, especially, especially if you took that COVID shot, you're going to be in for a long, rough winter this year. And a lot of people are going to be dying from, quote, unquote, the common flu and other types of diseases that could basically be easily eradicated if we simply had an immune system that was actually functioning. So be very, very, very careful with all of this stuff right now as far as keeping that immune system strong, keep your D3, your iodine, and all the rest of that stuff up on a regular basis. By the way, this is an interesting article from The Guardian. A world in which your boss will now start spying on your brainwaves. The future is near. At Davos, a futurist spoke in glowing terms about brain transparency and downplayed the various dystopian risks. The reptilian annual (laughs) World Economic Forum at Davos, I like that, by the way. This is a term that these reptilian aliens. This is basically the, you know, Satan was a reptile. Remember that? So he's saying the reptilian annual World Economic Forum at Davos with the masters of the universe, not really, met to congratulate themselves on their benevolent dictatorship is home to many sinister ideas. Sharing the latest sinister ideas with business leaders is, in essence, why the event exists. This year, one of the creepiest discussions of all was delivered under the guise of progress and productivity. Nita Farhani, a Duke University professor and a futurist, gave a presentation at Davos about neurotechnology that is creating brain transparency, something that I had previously associated with more a bullet to the head. The new technologies which Farhani says are being deployed in workplaces around the world may prove to be nearly as destructive. They include a variety of wearable sensors that read the brain's electrical impulses and can show how fatigued you are, whether you are focused on the task at hand or if your attention is wandering. According to Farhani, thousands of companies have hooked workers ranging from train drivers to miners up to these devices already in the name of workplace safety. But what are we really discussing about workplace surveillance? You know, what they want to breed your minds and your thoughts. Well, you know, we know the frequency of stress and we know the frequency of of fear. We know the frequency of sleep. We know the frequency of anger. And if you have these certain frequencies put into your mind by any type of device, they saw showed this back in the 50s and the 60s, you invoke that same response in your mind and in your body. It has the same response. In other words, if you have a bull charging at you 
in a ring against the matador and you hit him with a specific frequency to lay down and take a nap, he lays down and takes a nap right in the middle of the charge. They proved this. They did it with wired into the brain technology back in the 50s and the 60s, and now they could do that through broadcast alone and not have to wire the brain up to anything. They have the ability to target individuals and target groups of people in large areas or at the workplace. If they're asking you to hook yourself up to brain technology, to me, that would be a hard pass. I would just tell them, I don't think so. Have fun with all that. Good luck. I'm going to move on. That's what I would do. But that's my own opinion on all this stuff. Guys, I love you. Again, it was my pleasure to pray for you today. Austin, finish it up, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, buddy. You're 100% active. right on that. I mean, there's no question about it. This, this whole this transhumanism aspect that they're trying to roll in with the 6G rollout next and what they've talked about with the um, was the Neuralink you know, with Elon Musk and the stuff that we've continually gone into detail about. This is a very, very strange area that we're starting to go into, especially with the concept of this open AI platform now. When you start having the concept and ideology that you're going to have, you know, this brain reading and Neuralink, and then you understand what this AI does and how advanced it is, and then you start looking at what they want to do as far as concepts and ideas that are already out there, you tie all this stuff in together, guys, and it paints one big picture that's pretty clear. They want to make every thought of every man evil all the time. It really is what they're going for. <laughs> that's, I mean, you can't make it much more clear than that. So, again, you've got to decide what you're going to go along with, what you're going to basically be okay with, what you're essentially going to support. This is why I've, again, encouraged and thanked so many people for supporting Health Masters. And continuing to get the truth out there and continuing to support local businesses and online businesses that you know are promoting the truth and patriotism and American you know, heritage, so to speak, and biblical values. There are so many good companies and good businesses and good people out there. There's no excuse to constantly be supporting some of these absolute clownery companies that do stuff like put up you know, genital covering, you know, tuck-friendly swimsuits. In kids' sizes in the middle of their store. The, I mean, the very fact that Target rolled that stuff out, anybody that's got any type of ethics or biblical background has to really question why in the world would you support a company that rolls that type of material out at the front of their store in a giant aisle so everybody has to look at it when they walk in and all the children get to see it when they walk in. Really question if that's a company you really want to support and you want to go along with. Just being very, very open and honest on that. Something I've told you guys before about Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. Some people still like coffee. It is what it is. If that's your decision, drink coffee. But if you're going to drink it, at least don't get it from Starbucks. Not only is it, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars for a glass, you know, a cup or whatever the big things are, but it's garbage. The company's garbage. Everything they promote is filth and garbage. When you have the CEO of a company say, if you are a Second Amendment supporter, if you like guns, you take your business elsewhere, and yet you still see parents and patriots and Americans and Christians go to the store and go in there and buy coffee. And I'm sitting there shaking my head like, really? I mean it's bad enough if a company's doing something clandestinely behind the scenes and you don't know about it. I mean this is what it is. But when they blatantly tell you that? I've seen churches bring Starbucks into their church 
And I just shake my head. This is the point in time where people have to start having resolve. What are you going to go along with? What are you going to be okay with? What are you going to support? And one of the biggest, most important things you can do is vote with your dollar. Can't be any more clear than that. So again, my friends, thank you for getting the truth out there and standing up for what's really going on. I talked earlier about you know what they're doing as far as with the school systems, what they're doing with promoting this ideology, what they're doing with the FDA. There's so many crazy things going out there. So it's so important you keep the faith up, you keep your mind strong, you keep your energy up, and you continue to get the truth out there. So if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Again, be sure to check out the website. Whole new platform, lots of cool stuff on there that we're putting together. Got some more kits I'm going to put up today. The product of the week, the Magnesium Brain Food Capsules on sale right now for over 10% off. And be sure to check out the other products of the week. We're actually going to be bumping the products of the week to six different products you can vote for now, up from five. So again, a lot of cool stuff that's interactive on the website. The complete product list at the bottom. There's, it's alphabetized now, so you don't have to go through the whole, whole row on it. You can go alphabet, or you can't complete you can go for the complete product list and the click here button you guys can see it if you want the old format that we had on the old website so we're trying to keep everybody happy and content at the same time if you do have something that you really are intrigued in or you're curious about please send me an email but please don't just send me a nitpick stuff and say oh this isn't the way i want it this isn't the way i want it we're trying to make everybody happy with this and encourage people to get the truth out there and stay healthy. So our most most important incentive and priority that we have on a regular basis is keeping people healthy and strong because a healthy populace is a strong populace and a strong populace doesn't back down from the truth and their convictions. So thank you again, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. Can't wait to get everybody's feedback on the website with the points reward system, the auto ship, lots of really cool stuff on there, including saving the credit card system now in the whole virtual terminal. So you put your card in, you can save it, you can just click and go on easy orders. So thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.